Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. My name is Marsha. The title today is You Can't Have It Both Ways, The Cup and the Table. 1 Corinthians 10.21 You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the devil's table. Most of us have heard the term straddling the fence. We view that as one foot on one side of life and one foot on the other side of life. Life being living the right life according to the word of God and one foot being on the other side living in opposition to the word of God. We find ourselves living as Christians and doing everything right according to what God tells us to do. But then we are pulled and tugged away. And though we consider ourselves to be Christians and we continue to profess it, we live worldly. We want to hang out in those places and do those things that are in opposition to how God tells us to live. The scripture reads, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Christ is not in agreement with that type of lifestyle. So why do we make that compromise? Why do we want to say we are Christians and live as Christians, but then do all of those things that are in his direct opposition. 2 Corinthians 6.15 says, And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believed with an infidel? The word concord means agreement or harmony between people or nations. Belial is the spirit of evil personified, the devil, Satan. Understanding the words concord, which is harmony and agreement, and Belial, meaning evil personified, there is no agreement, harmony, or peace between Christ and the devil. So why do we believe we can live on both sides of the fence? The truth is, we cannot. An infidel is a person who has no religious belief. They are an unbeliever. They especially reject the religion of Christianity and Islam. What part does Christ have with the person that rejects him and chooses not to believe? Where do we fit in? If the person rejects Christ, our Lord, what business do we have hanging out with them? They are exercising their free will. You are subjecting your spirit, though, to those things that they expose you to. Have you ever been around someone who does not believe in the Lord? And for whatever purpose the subject matter comes up, and then you hear how they really feel and what they really think. Sometimes people can be downright 
disrespectful of God. And if you who profess to be a Christian are hanging out with them, friend or not, why would you want to stay and listen to that disrespect about the God that you say you serve, the God you say you believe in? They have a right to not believe if they don't want to believe, but I don't have to be a part of that conversation. Why do you need to be among individuals who are not walking on the path of God? What about his mandates? You are placing your spirit around another spirit that does things that are not okay in the sight of God. They don't respect the law, authority, or themselves most of the time. They don't respect God. So how do you expect them to have any respect for you who says you are a Christian? 2 Corinthians 6.16 reads, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Our bodies are a temple of God. If you are idolizing something or someone, you are out of alignment with God. We don't recognize how easy it is to idolize. But think about your favorite actor, singer, or maybe you are doing something yourself that you feel great and prideful about. We must be careful that we do not uphold anything or anyone higher than he who has created us. We encounter individuals who we converse with in life. Some we walk away admiring. Others we may lift and regard with awe. But we should never lose perspective and allow idolization to enter in. 2 Corinthians 6.17 tells us, Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate, says the Lord and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And verse 18 says, And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. We look at these things in everyday life and think nothing of it. We love our family, friends, and we love being around new people. However, if we are not careful, we can compromise our spirituality and our walk with God by remaining in their presence. It tells us in 2 Corinthians 6.17 to come out from among them. Why is that so hard for us to do? There was a reason why we are told to come out from among them. We try to sit at the table of devils by hanging out with friends who aren't living for Christ or go to places that are in opposition to the word of God. We try to sit at the table of the Lord by believing in him, but it takes more than believing in him. We have to live according to his truth, not our truth. James 3.10 says, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things 
ought not so to be. Foul language, profanity, it pours out of people's mouths, and it's disrespectful to the Lord. When we subject our spirit to an environment filled with cursing and lewd behavior, we are feeding our spirit filth. James 3.11 and 12. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? We may recognize that we have issues with profanity, and this would be the time to work on not using it, remove it from our lives. You cannot have it both ways. You want to follow God? Follow Him. Stop acting like those who say they are Christians, but continue to fornicate instead of being married. Those who are willing to cheat the system instead of doing things the right way. God is present and sees this behavior. In my last episode, I spoke about touching in agreement. It states in Matthew 5:23 through 26, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remember that thy brother has aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. In respect to touching in agreement, I make a similarity and a difference. The similarity is don't ignore anything that is left undone in your life. Turn to Christ and rectify it before time runs out and you are no longer here on this earth. The difference is when you come before judgment, you will not be handed over to an officer at that time who will put you in jail. When you come before judgment, you will be rejected and your final resting place will be in hell. So now is the time to get it rectified. You can't have it both ways. First Kings 18.21 and Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. My closing prayer. Lord, there is a tug of war that pulls at our spirit, trying to pull us away from you, to seek after those things that are a gateway to sin. Though some commit to follow you, that doesn't keep the temptation from knocking at the door of our hearts. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, 
There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. We cannot have it both ways, and as long as we try to have it both ways, we continue to compromise our soul. 1 Corinthians 10.16 The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? This cup we drink from is communion in remembrance to our Lord. I pray for us that we keep our focus on God. I pray that we serve Him, that we recognize what it means to honor Him, follow Him, and be obedient to Him. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Oh, no.